This episode of the Tech Money Podcast is sponsored by Capital Area Tax Consultants. Capital Area Tax Consultants is a virtual tax and accounting firm that specializes in helping high net worth individuals navigate the complexities of the tax code. While our team of tax pros are well-versed in all things tax, our areas of expertise include rental real estate and equity compensation. With our comprehensive tax planning services, our one goal is to help clients maximize savings and minimize their tax liability each year. At Capital Area Tax Consultants, we believe in pricing transparency and flat fees. Before engaging with us, you'll receive an upfront quote in black and white with a description of any services to be performed. This way, there are no hidden surprises. So don't wait. Reach out to us today to experience a better approach to taxes at www.capgllc.com. Again, that web address is www.capgllc.com. Welcome to the Tech Money Podcast, the place where tech workers come to get smarter about their money. Hosted by certified financial planner, speaker, blogger, and self-proclaimed personal finance nerd, Malcolm Etheridge. Each episode aims to take you beneath the surface level and cover traditional personal finance topics in a way that is both approachable and relatable, all from the perspective of the tech professional. Without further delay, here's your host. Hey there, listeners. Malcolm here. And on today's show, we're talking about personal finance. More specifically, we're talking about the need to save more and consume less, the added requirement to be intentional about our saving, and prioritizing that saving above all other uses of our dollars on a regular and consistent basis, otherwise known as paying yourself first. Traditionally, we're taught from a young age that anyone who fails to pay bills on time and in full is either irresponsible, lazy, or otherwise bad with money. By the time a person reaches young adulthood, they've essentially learned rule number one of managing your personal finances is to pay every bill on time no matter what. The reality, though, is that the importance of paying yourself supersedes paying anyone else. As cliche as it sounds, Paying yourself first is an important financial lesson to learn and one that will serve you well in the long run. Consider the way we currently pay taxes in the U.S. as the perfect example. Withholding income taxes from employee paychecks wasn't always the standard practice. Up until the end of World War II, the federal government gave all of its citizens until April 15th of each year to file and pay the previous year's tax bill in full. But this often resulted in cash flow problems for the government. So then, one day, in 1943, the Department of Treasury decided that it no longer trusted the citizens with its money. It decided instead it would require employers to withhold taxes from its workers' wages and remit them to the Treasury quarterly. Tax collection is the main source of revenue for the federal government. So, by collecting taxes directly from paychecks, the government, who essentially is paying themselves first, can ensure a steadier stream of revenue throughout the year, making it easier to manage the country's finances. Some say that the Fed decided to collect taxes in this manner to help with the war effort and recovery. But to me, it appears as if the federal government had decided it couldn't trust its people with its money and was instead opting to pay itself first. Withholding this way also helps to ensure that workers make our income tax payments on time each year. This method has worked well for the Department of Treasury since 1943, so why not apply the idea to our own personal lives? But in fact, the opposite is true in America. 
It's no secret that Americans are known for their spend-first, save-later mentality. And according to the Bureau of Labor Statistics, as of December 31st, 2022, the average American household only saves about 6% of their household income, which is well below the recommended rate of 10 to 15% that retirement experts believe it'll take to supplement one's income in old age, let alone prepare for a financial emergency during our working years. But what does it actually mean to pay yourself first? It means that rather than work, pay taxes, pay bills, and then spend or save what's left, why not instead choose to work, save, pay taxes, pay bills, and then spend what's left? By prioritizing to save first, you not only ensure that you get your slice from a bigger pie since it hasn't yet been eaten up by taxes, but you also ensure that it gets done in the first place. By choosing to leave saving for the very end of the equation, you leave it up to chance. And the unfortunate reality is that there may not be anything left to save once you get done spending. In fact, I'm taking a quick diversion here, but it's also important to point out that the wealthiest families in this country figured out the answer to this equation decades ago. Rather than work, pay taxes, and then spend what's left, they figured the tax code is much more favorable to self-employed people and corporations. It allows them to work, spend, and then pay taxes only on what's left. Thus, many of the wealthiest families in this country not only sought out to own businesses because they were passionate about the product or service they wanted to put out into the marketplace, but also because they recognized that the tax code would be far more generous if they did. And this is not an advertisement for quitting your job and going headlong into entrepreneurship by any means. Many of the same rules that would apply to a medium to large size corporation and the deductibility of certain purchases necessary to keep the business going would apply just the same to a small business or even a sole proprietorship doing some light consulting here and there in the areas of its owner's subject matter expertise. So I'm just throwing that out there. But anyway, getting us back on track. Think through your own budget the same way the CFO of a publicly traded corporation would think about theirs. When a company forecasts its cash flows, they look to cover their payrolls first. Then they look to see which other expenditures take priority over one another. In this instance, your star employee is your savings account, which means it's only after you've considered whether and how much you can afford to pay them that you can consider what else is left for everything and everyone else. The IRS even makes taking this approach easy by offering a tax deduction for each dollar saved for retirement up until a certain point. This means that while you're reducing your taxable income dollar for dollar by fully funding your retirement account annually, up to the limits determined by your household income, of course, you can simultaneously manage to pay yourself prior to paying any taxes or expenses. And to take it a step further, if you were to utilize other pre-tax saving accounts, allowed under the tax code, such as a health savings account or HSA, a flexible spending account or FSA, a dependent care flexible spending account or DCFSA. There's others, but I digress. The point is that by seeking out these types of pre-tax savings vehicles and using them to your advantage, you manage to keep even more for yourself before the IRS even has their say in the matter. Although it's important to save for retirement and the tax benefits sure don't hurt, it's also essential to put money away in a manner that'll allow you to access it in an emergency prior to age 59 and a half. This can include a traditional savings account, certificates of deposit, a money market fund, or even a regular brokerage account. Your decided method depends on your timeline needing those funds and your personal tolerance for market risk. But no matter what combination of savings vehicles you choose, we should all aspire to be super savers. 
While there's no set percentage of income or hard and fast rule of what amount a person needs to save in order to be considered a super saver, as the definition can vary depending on individual circumstances and goals, it is widely accepted as a rule of thumb that those who save at least 15% of their gross income every year are considered super savers. Some will argue that number needs to be north of 25%, and other more hardcore saving advocates see fire, say you're not really trying unless you manage to save 50% or more. Either way, if you've managed to build up a habit of saving in the double digits each year as a percentage of your gross income, you're likely well on your way to achieving your financial goals anyway. But no matter where you set your threshold, saving money doesn't just happen. Many people make the mistake of putting it off and making excuses like, I'll start saving next month after I buy this one thing, or I'll start saving after my credit card is paid off. Others try to save based on whatever money is left at the end of the month, only to discover that there isn't any money remaining. One way to avoid this outcome is to automate saving using direct deposits. Rather than relying on your own discipline to manually save money after you receive your paycheck, direct deposit enables you to set aside a portion of your income automatically. And by designating a portion of your direct deposit savings, you can prioritize your financial goals and build your savings effortlessly. This is a set-it-and-forget-it approach that allows you to stay hands-off. Automating not only helps you to stay on track with your financial plans, but it also reduces the temptation to spend more than you intend and prevents you from bypassing it altogether. Automating those transfers into separate accounts each month, often referred to as buckets, helps lead to guilt-free spending as well. That's because once you've identified the amount you need to reach your personal savings goals, for example, a new car fund, a vacation fund, retirement fund, you split your direct deposits into each bucket, including your household expenses. And that way, whatever is left can be spent on anything you like, guilt-free. Developing a bucket strategy simply means to set up an account for every purpose. Don't set yourself up to be at the mercy of remembering to make a transfer each month. It's important to automate as much of the process as possible in order to remove that human element and the temptation to skip a contribution and spend the funds rather than save them. The moment you miss a contribution is the moment you're likely to stop contributing altogether. It's also important to use direct deposits where possible to eliminate human emotion. Don't even allow yourself the opportunity to give in to the temptation to skip a month because you want to use the money for something else. If Beyonce or Taylor Swift are going on tour and paying for the tickets, flight, and hotel mean dipping into your bucket that's earmarked for your down payment on a new house, you'll have to let them have the tour without you. The house is more important. However, if you can look at your checking account and see that there's more than enough there to cover travel and a night out after the concert because you've already done your homework and know your savings goals will be met, then go crazy. Treat yourself. This is where that guilt-free spending comes into play and also helps to illustrate why it's so important to set up your buckets and determine your target well before you even need to know it. The way you establish this plan will depend also on the way you're paid. If you're a person who receives their income in the form of a salary and is reporting on a W-2 every year and that's it, then you have it easy. Divide everything by 12 or 26 monthly or biweekly pay cycles and you're done. But for anyone with variable income like bonuses, commissions, equity compensation, self-employed income, or the like, you'll want to determine which savings intervals will allow you to stay consistent with your saving without it feeling like so much of a burden that you can't keep it up. This plan must be sustainable or you won't stick with it and it's all for naught. 
Another way to level up your savings is to convert paid bills into opportunities to increase savings. Every time you pay off a debt, cancel a recurring subscription, get a raise at work, or otherwise quote-unquote find some extra cash, divert some of that windfall to your savings before you even have a chance to think about how you'll spend it. Since it's quote-unquote new money, you likely won't even notice that it's gone. It may seem unrealistic to talk about paying yourself first when you're faced with so many other financial obligations. Yet, while it's critical to pay all your bills on time, planning your future can't always take the back seat. When you pay yourself first, you're prioritizing your long-term financial well-being. And the pay-yourself-first approach to managing your personal finances removes a lot of the guesswork and allows for guilt-free spending, as I said. Once you've established your savings goals and set up your direct deposits, you can rest easy knowing that the trip you booked or those shoes that have been sitting in your shopping cart for a month are not going to break the bank. By that point, you've essentially already given yourself permission to click the buy button. Well, listeners, this has been yet another episode of the Tech Money Podcast. Thank you for listening. If you liked what you heard, please be sure to subscribe via your favorite podcasting platform. That way, you'll be alerted immediately each week when a new episode is released. Maybe even consider sharing the link to this week's episode with your friends and colleagues. And if you really liked what you heard, be sure to leave a review. This will help make sure that more people just like you are able to find the show organically. You may connect with me, your host, on social at Malcolm on Money, and feel free to send us any questions, comments, or kudos to podcast at tech-money.com. That email again is podcast at tech-money.com. And as always, we hope that this episode of the Tech Money Podcast has helped to make you just a little bit smarter about your money. This has been the Tech Money Podcast. For more information on today's topic, to review the show notes, or to catch up on past episodes, be sure to check out tech-money.com. And if you have an idea for a show topic that you'd like us to cover, or you want to send us feedback, the web address again is tech-money.com. You could also find Malcolm across all social media platforms at Malcolm on Money. This episode was written and created by Malcolm Etheridge with the production, the editing, and the sound controls powered by Tech Money LLC. Thank you for listening. Information shared in this recording and by its guests represents the views and opinions of the guests and does not represent the views or opinions of the host. This content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. This content is not, nor is it intended to be a substitute for professional financial advice. It is always recommended that you seek the advice of your financial advisor or other qualified financial service provider with any questions you may have regarding your personal financial situation. This episode of the Tech Money Podcast is sponsored by Capital Area Tax Consultants. Capital Area Tax Consultants is a virtual tax and accounting firm that specializes in helping high net worth individuals navigate the complexities of the tax code. With our comprehensive tax planning services, our one goal is to help clients maximize savings and minimize their tax liability each year. Our team of certified public accountants and enrolled agents is well versed in the latest tax laws, ensuring that you capitalize on 
on every opportunity for strategic tax optimization. We anticipate changes and keep you up to date on opportunities to potentially reduce your tax bill in the future. With a focus on precision and strategic planning, we are your trusted partner both during tax season and throughout the year. So don't wait. Reach out to us today to experience a better approach to taxes at www.capgllc.com. Again, that web address is www.capgllc.com.